Saye here and welcome to Miss Saye Show. Today I have a very special guest. I have Mazjoon, Mazjoon Brani, one of my favorite comedians internationally well-known. Welcome to the show. Hi, Saye Jun. How are you? All is well. How are you doing? How's everything going with you? Things are going well. You know, it's interesting. I'm, this is my first time I'm trying to do a Zoom in this room. Um, you notice the two windows and everything. One shades down. I'm noticing all this stuff. Because what happened was I originally had like a little office space. Then we had the kids had Zoom. So then they got the office space. Then I set up another space as my office space. And then my wife had work. So then she took over that office space. So now I'm in this room. I'm I'm going in circles. I was saying jokingly, it's funny because, you know, Pitbull, the singer Pitbull, right. um, he also goes as Mr. Worldwide. He goes, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I said, I wonder if he's on lockdown. Is he Mr. Housewide? Is he just going from room to room? That's, <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but it looks good. Your setup is good. It seems like anywhere that you move, you have, you have the right lighting, right setup, or it's just like... You have your beauty filter on because you look really good. Well, it's a little, it's a little uh, reddish, so it feels very romantic. And my, you, you look like you're well writ for a show. I feel like I'm in, in, in some, in, in the booth, the corner booth of a of a steakhouse somewhere, <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> steakhouse, well said. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I follow all your moves. I'm watching you very closely, Maz. And um, I enjoyed seeing you on tour. And recently, I very much enjoyed your speech at the graduation. I watched the whole thing and it wasn't enough because the last bit of it was cut off. And I was like, ah, I wanted to hear a little bit more. So could you do a recap of that and tell us about how it came about you doing the speech um, and just a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, the speech, you can watch the whole thing. It's on YouTube. Um, it was at UC Berkeley 2017 for their graduation. Uh, it was spring of 2017. And I reposted it as a, you know, as a throwback Thursday kind of thing, oh, given that it's graduation season, given that uh, the kids can't graduate now. They had to do it all virtually, as we saw. Hmm. So um, that was my kind of throwback Thursday. And I went to UC Berkeley. Right. So in 2017, they asked me to give the commencement speech, and um, it was pretty daunting because you want to write something as a comedian. You kind of got to be funny. You also need to make a point. So it took me a lot of thinking, thinking, thinking. I watched a lot of other comedians who who given commencement speeches. Really, the best hands down is Conan O'Brien. If you watch Conan O'Brien, if you just Google it, Conan O'Brien mm -hmm. commencement speech. He's so funny. It's so well written. So I kind of felt like, okay, I need to just kind of emulate that and be funny and then have a good story. So I tried to do that. And, and when I first accepted the, the giving their commencement speech, I knew it was for the big graduation. I thought it was going to be about 5,000 people because when I graduated from UC Berkeley in 1993, now I'm dating myself, um, the, the graduation was about 5,000 people. This time they told me it was 45,000 people. Oh I was like, Oh <laughs> my God. So it was cool. It was cool to speak to them, get a chance to speak to them. And more importantly, it was amazing how well they listened because again, as a stand-up comedian, I'm used to being in comedy clubs where when you pause, people start talking, they're not listening, they're drinking, they're drunk. 
this group of people, when I would pause to find my place on the speech, they were just listening and being very attentive. So it was, it was one of the highlights of my life. Graduates, congratulations. Uh, today is your day, all of you, after four arduous years. Uh, some of you five. After five arduous... Some of you six. After six arduous... A few of you seven. After seven arduous... If you've been here seven years, you probably don't know what arduous means. So. Uh, they loved you. They loved you. I was hearing the feedback and that was one of the things. I didn't understand that it was a throwback. So I thought it was happening. And I was like, why? He, the people are actually there. How is it? <laughs> so <laughs> I was about to ask you that, but you answered that question. But it was wonderful. You may, it was funny. At the same time, it was meaningful and you made it very international. That's what I loved about it. Um, which brings me to talk about your tour around the world. You know, this show, I'm a Goodwill Ambassador to the Global Citizen Foundation, and we are promoting uh, global citizenry and how to be the true global citizen as far as our responsibility and how to think beyond our borders. And um, I wanted you to, to tell us your experience of traveling all over the world and doing your shows, um, something that maybe you haven't talked about before. Well, you know, I always tell people, I think that um, if more people traveled, uh, we would have less hatred between people because I think once you travel, you go to places, it really is a uh, um, it, it, it opens your eyes to the fact, number one, that most of the world is just like you. So whether you're going to the Middle East or to Australia or to Africa or wherever, it's people living day to day, trying to make a living and feed their families. That's kind of the base of it, you know? And then from there, you go to the next level is hopefully if they're able to afford some money, then they're going to go and have a good time somewhere, somehow. And so for me as a stand-up comedian, it's really helped take me around the world. And I've had amazing experiences with people. And, and what I also find as a comedian is how common our experiences are. So when I do jokes about my kids and maybe, you know, being tired from my running around chasing my kids all day long, you do that joke anywhere in the world and they get it. Um, and especially yeah, and nowadays, because the world is so small because of, social media and, and, and the internet, you know, you do a joke about something in the news that happened in America and they get it in Australia or wherever you are. So it's, it's really, it's amazing because I think that it's a smaller world than we thought. And if the more people travel, I think that there'll be less hatred between people. Beautiful. Um, I have been uh, witnessing your journey, your health journey, and your goals that you set, and you've been like very active and reaching it. And um, I know that that has been part of the way that you stayed grounded through pandemic. But could you talk, share with us about that, about your health goals, and also how else were you staying grounded and sane in a way? Well, you know, the health goals, they come and go on a day-to-day -day basis because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little crazy. But, you know, overall, I try as much as I can to just be active. So um, in L.A., we're allowed to go out and exercise, you know, in the neighborhood. So I've been going on. Uh, I, I'll do a run one day and then I'll make sure I walk somewhere the next day. And then I'll run and then I'll walk and I'll run and I'll walk. And then I give myself time off here and there because, again, as I'm getting older and older, 
sometimes when I run, I come home and my back hurts for a few days. So um, it's a little bit of a balancing act. And, and um, you know, it's easy to just let it all go. But I think we, we need to find moments of sanity. I, I had downloaded the Headspace app, which is just a meditation app. And so, um, so good. Yeah, I hadn't used it in like a year or so or like six months or something. And just the other day, I kind of felt a little little off. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. So I just sat there and listened to the guy with his British accent for 10 minutes. It was fantastic. So everyone's got their own ways, whether it's reading or it's exercise or whatever. I would highly uh, advise getting away from screens, whether it's the phone or the computer or whatever. That helps a lot because I think we don't realize it, but we end up committing to you know, Zoom meeting, Zoom meeting, right. uh, phone call, FaceTime, this, that, the other. After a while, you, you, the whole day, you've just been staring at something and somehow you feel tense. So, and I got to take that advice myself. I sometimes end up on the phone, on Instagram or whatever too much. So it's all balancing, you know. Uh, you talk about Headspace. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad to hear that um, you're doing that. I very much enjoyed myself. I also uh, signed up for this app called Mind Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have courses that you can take online. And uh, I was like, this is a great time to invest in myself. And I signed up for um, this course. It's five weeks. And every day there's different lessons and, or meditation. And it has been really um, fulfilling for me. To, yeah. You know, there are many things that are getting repeated because of this similar books that I have read, but it's just good to hear it again from somebody else's voice or somebody else delivers it differently and it sinks in and it's kind of a good tune up. Uh, it's similar to Headspace and um, I've been enjoying it very much. Um, and you talked about your health goal. I know you were trying to hit a certain number. What was your yeah. goal? That was, first of all, when you hear on Mind Valley or you hear on different places the same thing sometimes, that just shows you that, that, that they all reach the same conclusion. So I think that we realize we're not here to reinvent the wheel, no matter what profession Bravo. you're in. If you ask a comedian, what should I do? Most comedians will say, if you want to be a comedian, you should get on stage as much as you can and write as much as you can. Now, I might say that, another comedian might say that, but ultimately, we all will tell you the formula is the same. Right. But sometimes it's good to hear it over and over again because you go, oh, that right. is the formula. That is a formula. So yeah. that's that. Now, Thank the you. weight goal, you're welcome. And the <laughs> weight goal, I think that was just, that was almost a fluke. We were coming home from uh, Lake Tahoe uh, on New Year's Eve and we were at the Reno airport and they had this really cool thing. It said New Year's resolutions and it had all these post-its and people were just taking post-its and putting it up. So it was a wall filled with New Year's resolutions. So me and the kids and my wife, we looked at each other. We go, should we do this? We go, yeah, let's just do it. So we did it. And I usually don't have a New Year's resolution because when people ask me, they go, what's your New Year's resolution? I go, I like myself pretty the way I am. I really don't want to change anything. (laughs) But this time around, I said, you know, I have been kind of eating and drinking a little um, uh, um, lax, lax, lackadaisically or whatever you would say, a little, a little liberally, a little too, little too loose. And so I said, I'm going to try because my my weight has always fluctuated between 175 to 185, my pretty much my whole adult life. So I I was closer to 185 and going a little past it. And I thought, you know what, Let, let's come back down to 175. So what I started doing was that's when actually the diet was pretty good. I said, I'm going to go down to 175, lose 10 pounds by March 1st. And it was interesting because 
I right away I started eating better. I start I stopped drinking um, alcohol. I was exercising, rotating the exercises. One day I'd swim, the next day I'd run, the next day I was in the gym, and it was going well. And then suddenly we almost went to war with Iran, and as an <laughs> Iranian American, that caused all this stress. And I was Best. like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, then like then the Kobe thing happened. Then uh. pandemic happened. All this stuff just kept happening. Um, but somehow like throughout the pandemic, my diet hasn't been as, um, as, as disciplined as it had been before, but I still don't overeat and I continue to exercise. So suddenly I find that I am, I'm right around 175. So I'm at the weight I went, I meant to be pandemic or no pandemic. I made the weight. Bravo. Well done. That's good. Yeah. 10 pounds. And uh, how long did it take you from... Three months? I, I do pretty well. If I if I wanted to, like, I think, like, within the first couple of weeks, I'd lost, like, five, six, seven pounds. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a pretty lean person. So, if I just don't eat late at night and I kind of manage the, the diet with not overdoing too many carbs and definitely cut out the wine or whatever, that really I helps. Know. So, it, go, it went pretty fast. It didn't take me that long. I actually had hit it earlier. Then it came back. And also, by the way, we know some of it is muscle, right? So I wasn't doing as much gym work. Right. As you know, the gyms are closed. So now I, st I still do push-ups and stuff. But I think I've lost a lot of the weight just from running and, and limiting my eating. A, a big part of what I think we do is we probably we feel like, oh, it's lunch. I got to eat a big meal. Well, I just have like a smaller meal here, smaller meal here throughout the day. You know, I try to spread it out. And, and in the end, it's, it ends up, I'm not as hungry and, and I'm just spreading out the way I eat. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't had a moment where I was like, oh, you know, leaning back and going, oh my God, I just, <laughs> you know, I stuffed myself. Well, uh, you're very goal oriented. That's why you're successful. So I, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that you achieve your goal. Uh, you're 170 within the time frame that you chose to. Um, speaking of screen, One, 175, ah. I don't want to, you said 175, yeah, oh, you were yeah, 185 yeah. to 175, yeah, okay. yeah. 175 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, you talk about screen time. Do you have a TikTok account? I got a TikTok account. I'll tell you why. I got one because <laughs> I was in a movie no. called Friday After Next with Ice Cube. It was the third Friday movie. And there was a character in there. I played a character yes! named Moly. Yes! Yeah, Holy Moly Donut Shops. Yeah. So suddenly there was a rapper named Blueface, who was, mm -hmm. I guess, a younger guy. He wrote a song and he called it Holy Moly. And it's and he just takes that name. He takes my character's name and he just goes off and does a whole song called Holy Moly. And so in the beginning of the song, he was, um, he played the clip where me and the comedian Mike Epps are saying, holy moly donut shops. Holy moly, for the leaving like the dolly. Oh. Here we go. One more, one more, here we go. Holy moly donut shop. Holy moly donut shop. Mm. Holy moly, for the leaving like a dolly. Mm. And somehow it became this big viral thing on TikTok. TikTok. And all of my friends who have teenagers were hitting me up going, dude, your, your voice is on this thing. But none of the teenagers knew who I was. It was just because it became a song. So then I decided right at the beginning of the, of the uh, lockdown, I decided to do it as well. 
Hmm. I did it on Instagram and I posted it. And then I tried to do it on TikTok, but we couldn't find the song anymore. I don't know if maybe somebody, you know, told the guy you can't use the song or something. Oh. So I, I, I joined TikTok, but I've never put a video on TikTok. I just don't know if I'm ready to put my foot into yet another another platform Social thing yeah platform is killing me too much yes i know it, it's kind of fun i i i started i didn't know but i knew i had to stay hip so i did, <laughs> i did the one on it it's fun it, it depends okay. what you want to do with it how you want to i think you will have a lot of fun with it um yes yes i i get on it i will follow you I'll, I'll follow you. I have, I said, I have an account. I've, put, I've posted nothing and I've just like maybe, you know, looked at a couple of things. Uh, once this pandemic is over, hopefully, or slowed down, um, where is the first place you want to go? Oh my God. I just want to go sit in a restaurant for like two hours, take my time, eat slowly, have all the you know, the first course, second course, drink the wine, whatever it is, and just be and, and be able to, I hopefully it's after the vaccine, you know, it's, if it's clean enough where we can all be there without masks, close to each other, have a restaurant that's happening and people are running around and all that stuff. And, and, and maybe I'll, I might even lick a chair afterwards. But that's, <laughs> that's how I want to do it. Lick a chair. Yeah. So there's no particular destination that you're like itching to go any traveling. Well, we had, we had wanted to go cause my wife's Indian. So we'd wanted yeah. to go to India this summer and uh, that got canceled because of the pandemic. And I, and I've been dying to get back to Italy and obviously they got hit hard, but I, I studied abroad in Italy when I was in college and I've been back once or twice since I really want to go and spend a lot of time there and, and practice Italian. So those two places would be great to go to. Well, exciting. Well, I hope that uh, you can go there soon. You're going to go with the family. Have they been to Italy with you? They've never been to Italy with me. If, of course, if we went overseas, we'd go with the family. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be the case. Um, and of course, India, I've never been to India, so I'd love to go. So so many places to see, but it's just everything's on hold right now. You know, there's nowhere to go. You can barely go outside your own house. Yeah, but I hope you're hopeful. It's going to get better. Yes. And thinking positive. Speaking of um, yoga, uh, speaking of meditation, you do meditation and your wife is Indian. That's where the yoga was originated. Do you practice yoga? Have you tried? What are your thoughts? You know, uh, my wife before the pandemic was doing yoga pretty religiously. And so I would go to the place she goes maybe once every month or so. Um, and I loved it. Every time I went, it's, it's a hot yoga space. And they do, for me, my favorite style is they do the hot yin, which is the long hold. And someone like me, and because I run and all this other stuff, knees ankles back all that stuff gets sore so when you do those long holds and hot yin oh my god mm -hmm. i i said whenever i would walk out i felt like i was born again i was like oh i felt like a baby so I'm glad to hear you're into that yin is also my favorite because yeah. um yes those long holds that's when you actually you feel the change because there's a style of yoga that you just do fast it's kind of like a heart pumping music uh, but the long hold uh especially in the hot room just all the joints getting lubricated and open i'm i'm a big fan of that that yin and iyengar have you tried iyengar i don't know if i've tried iyengar but once it all comes back i'd, l I'd love to do it more i i know my body needs it i mean i think my first half of my life up until now i've always 
been someone who I played soccer and I run and do all the sports that are a little more impactful on your joints. So I, I know that as I go to the, the next phase of my life, I need to do things that are more lubricating for my, right. for my body. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm so happy to hear you're into all this healthy lifestyle. Um, well, namaste. Namaste. Namaste <laughs> to you too and your family. Do you remember where where we first met? I believe it was on the set of a music video for Deep Dish. Am I correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, you, and the guy. What was his name? The big guy. He had a big Marco. Marco, what a good guy. Yeah, He's we were great. all there playing characters in that deep dish video, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And you had two hendunet? You had two watermelon? Yeah, that was my Jimmy Vestfoot character when we were still just starting to figure it out. So I told the guys, because I know the deep dish guys from just being friends, and I said, guys, I got this character. And they said, we're in L.A., we're shooting a video. I said, well, he carries an, you know, maybe I'll carry watermelon because he's going to show up. And he's got a briefcase and a suit. They go, yeah, come on down. And there we were. And if you remember, the theme of the video was that they were in this car and we were all getting in like 100 people. I don't know, not 100, maybe like 15 people. We were all getting in one car and everybody, you know, somebody was hitchhiking. The car would stop. The priest would get in. The belly dancer would get in. The sheik would get in. And then the Jimmy Westwood would get in. I remember when you when they stopped for you to get in, you were tarofing, you wouldn't get yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's part of the character. And, and, and I think that, you know, the song is called Sacramento. So they're driving yeah. to Sacramento. And they're just picking people up along the way. So yeah. it really was. It was a fun time. I love those guys. And it's actually a fun song. It's still, when you go to YouTube and, and watch the video, it's actually a catchy song. I, it I, is. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I had such a great time on that uh, music video and I met you and Marco and uh, yeah, the music, the song is seemed to be timeless. Every time I listen to it, it takes me back. Yeah, yeah. It's real nice. Um, I have some of my American friends that they are a huge fan of yours for the Persian word of the day. Oh, and yes. I've sent you a video before and anybody mm -hmm. who wants to learn Farsi, I said, follow Maz on Instagram. And you have few fans that are American, they're my friends. And I wanted to do a Persian word of the day with you today. Okay. So I'm going to do a Persian word of the day. What is this? Chai. You have to say the English. Tea. What is this? Tea. Two T. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so I thought about you. Two T yeah. means parrot. Yeah, two T means parrot. Farsi. Yeah. So I was teaching my fiance about it. I said, uh, T, two T means um, parrot. Isn't it amazing how easy it is to learn Persian? Just order two T's and you're already talking about a bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned that from you. That's how I now know it will sink in with him better and he'll learn it. Yeah, I so. swear. I keep finding whenever I think of the word, I'm going, what, how can I do it in a fun way so that people will remember it? So you're, you are a disciple of the Maz Jobrani school of Persian language. I am. Yes, <laughs> uh, Master Maz. I have learned a lot from you and that has been helping me in my life and my relationship <laughs> to uh, teach my fiance more Persian word in a fun way that he would actually remember.
Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy. It's always fun to see your face. And uh, thank you, thank you for having me, Sayyidun. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you're doing well. And uh, I hope once this is all all done, we can get together and have two teas. Oh, bravo, two teas. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Maz Jobrani, and uh, we will provide your link so they can visit your pro profile. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Sai. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.